Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. Special Edition is a production of Intercom Communications. Welcome to Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. This week, we'll find out what Penn State Cooperative Extension can teach us about food safety and making some delicious meals on a budget. We'll also hear about an upcoming camp this week that will bring children up close and personal with some of the racehorses at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. We'll also meet a woman who just returned from a trip to Kenya. And right now, we introduce you to Augie Barheit. He's the president of Rolling Thunder Pennsylvania Chapter 3, and they're getting ready for their annual Ride for Veterans this weekend. What is Rolling Thunder Chapter 3? Rolling Thunder Chapter 3, we're the local chapter for the national organization, and our mission is POW MIA issues from past, present, and all future wars. So if someone says Rolling Thunder, what exactly comes to mind? What does that mean? Motorcycles, yeah, I Yeah, motorcycles. Think. <laughs> and for the people in Rolling Thunder, it's to bring all the, our veterans back. You know, the ones that were shot down or missing in action. You know, we want accountability. That's, that's what we're after. When we're talking about the organization itself, you a veteran? Yes, I am a Vietnam veteran. And what about the other folks that are involved in the in the chapter throughout the country? No, that, that's a unique thing about uh, Rolling Thunder. It's a veteran service group. You don't have to be a veteran to support it, and you don't have to ride a motorcycle. We are not a motorcycle group. Oh, okay. So anytime that you have, like we're going to be talking about the event that is coming up for the, to benefit the local veterans, it's anybody can come and get involved? Anyone. We don't care. We've got one mission in mind, and that's our veterans. And if you're going to be out here to support them, come and help us. So let's say someone doesn't have a motorcycle. How would they go about getting involved and and helping your organization? Well, just come on down. If you don't want to join Rolling Thunder, you can come down and help us. Uh, There's a $10 registration fee for this ride, and Everything that we raise through our registration goes to the Geno Murley Center. And traditionally, our money has been earmarked for their Christmas present every year so that every veteran in that center gets a present Christmas morning. We go up Christmas morning, and we pass them out. And just to see the look on a lot of these guys' faces, it's well worth it. It really is. For the benefit of our listeners, can you give us a little bit of where the Geno Murley Center is located, who's there? Sure. Murley Center is located on Mulberry Street in Scranton. For the old timers, it's where the old state hospital used to be. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was coming. (laughs) Well, that tells you my age now. (laughs) Mine too. (laughs) We're even. (laughs) So when you go there, you're you're directly dealing with 
the veterans that are there. Yes, we, we go in and we visit with them in the morning. Once you've registered, there'll be quite a few of them outside looking at the motorcycles, just getting some fresh air. And they enjoy it. They enjoy having someone different to talk to other than the guy in the bed next to them. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that can be very that can be very tedious in anybody's life. <laughs> when we're talking about now the ride is coming up when? The ride will be Sunday, July 15th. And the registration is at, starts at 9. 11.30 we do a little ceremony. 12 o'clock, kickstands are up and we're gone for about an hour and a half, two hours. Where do you go? Uh, this year, it's going to go up into the Abingtons and around, out through German, I believe, and then back down Casey Highway through Dunmore and Greenwich back to the Murley Center. So when you're doing this, are you raising money beforehand? Is it Does it happen along the route? How does that take place? Our money that we raise is through registration, which is the $10 fee, and then we sell T-shirts. And the T-shirt money primarily funds our chapter for necessary things like the insurance and things like that that we have to have now, for this event. How long has this been going on? This is the 19th year. That's a testament. Yes, it is. It's one of the longest running rides around. And I'm sure that you've probably seen a lot of the same faces of the veterans who have been there that length of time as well at the Murley Center. Yeah, we've seen quite a few of them for a while now. Uh, and even the people that support us, there's one gentleman comes in at 8.30 every year. He wants to be the first one to sign that paper that he's registered. And you allow him to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a tradition now. Now, how many people are in your local chapter? We're rather small. We've only got 18 members. At one point, we were up to 200 members, and it was mixed there because people thought it was a motorcycle group. Ah. They didn't understand what our mission was. Now, also, I when you begin the ride... You have a traditional blessing? Yes, Father Mike from down in Whitehaven and Freeland, and Deacon Don, I call them. They're both members. Mm -hmm. They go out and they'll bless the bikes as we're leaving. Yeah, I understand that uh, that Father Mike has given up his bike. Is that true? Or he said he has. I don't know. I, I don't know if, any, if anyone's bought that motorcycle yet. But Well, that's something you can find out when you stop by the ride. Well, there you go, Paula. That's what you need. That's, it is what I, I Augie, I'll tell you the story about me trying to ride a motorcycle some other time, but not this time. Well, this one's a trike, so that's you don't have true. to worry about it falling over. That's exactly over. what I want. Now, when we're when we're talking about this, there is the, op, the possibility that some people might be hearing our interview today saying that they are interested, maybe they can't do something about it this particular ride but they would like to help out how do they get in touch with you uh it's real easy every month the third wednesday of every month at the vfw main street in dupont we have our meetings at 7 p.m <laughs> and uh just stop by be glad to see you and we're, we're always welcome to right. new members some new ideas and uh new just faces the, yeah and you also have a facebook page Yes, we do. It, it's Rolling Thunder PA Chapter 3. I'm, I'm sure if you just put in a search, you'll be able to yeah, find that. Yeah, it comes right up. Well, I'm going to give you the opportunity. Go ahead. You invite everybody to not only take part in this, but to come and join your great group. Well, I really appreciate the invitation. You're at, like I said, everyone is welcome. We won't turn you away. We can use the help. And if you come down to the ride, we can use that donation to put into the Murley Center uh, Welfare Fund for our veterans. And you don't have to have a bike. That's right. 
or in, or a trike. There you go. <laughs> Augie, thank you. Thank you. And if you'd like to learn more about becoming involved with Rolling Thunder Pennsylvania Chapter 3, they meet every third Wednesday of the month, 7 p.m. at the VFW in DuPont. Remember, you don't have to ride or be a vet to join. Now we're going to hear from Intercom's Nikki Stone. She introduces us to Mary Wood, who just returned from a trip to Kenya. Talking with Mary Wood, fresh back from a trip of trying to make a difference outside the area and actually going and doing something to help people. When you're talking about, um, we're hearing a lot of people crying about people who are trying to come into the United States um, and they're not make going and, and making a difference with people. And there you are. Now, why Kenya? Like, what is is it about Kenya that that separates it? Well, I mean, people go to Haiti, too. Uh, Haiti had some issues going on today, I understand. But is there a specific reason it's the water? The, the water is the, the biggest issue there, right? Um, yes. I mean, I think that, um, well, right now, the 410 Bridge, as I said, who we partner with, um, they are very um, selective in where they go and what villages there are and what the need is. So currently, um, well, they began in Kenya. I mean, that was their first um, area that they targeted for help. They, we also now go to Uganda, Haiti, and Guatemala. So um, um, I've also been to Haiti. Uh, You know, there's certainly a great need there. Um, It's just personally, my heart is in Kenya. With the the people. Yeah, truly. Loving and welcoming people, too. They really are. It's amazing to see people who have um, so little um, be so hospitable and welcoming and open and sharing you know what little they have with you it's it's great we do one day um we do a, it's called a day in the life and we just spend the whole day with a family and just really go through what they do in a day you know between preparing food and crops and just all sort of, uh, you know, how they cook. And it's really just, you know, a lot about building relationships and um, just getting to know people so that that they know that, you know, they're, we come to, to see them, you know, we come there because they have value. Now, the thing with Kenya, though, isn't that like a commercial hub for in Africa? And there's still very little money there? Well, um, they certainly have uh, very, you know, developed cities. I mean, Nairobi, you know, or Mombasa, um, there's several cities, but, but they are... Um, you know, Mombasa is a trading port, um, but where we go is more in in the villages, in the outskirts. Um, it's still a developing country, even though there are, um, you know, as you as you said, financial districts and, and and trade routes. But the people that we visit really don't make it up into that category. Okay. Now, the schools over there, what's 
Well, school systems over there are a little bit different than here. Um, in the United States, you can go from kindergarten right through 12th grade high school, and there's really, you know, it's it's government funded. We, we really don't pay for our education until you get uh, to, um, uh, you know, higher education, like college or university, um, there they can go to primary school. There are still fees that people need to pay um, to get them there, and the government subsidy is very low. Um, they actually, for, for example, textbooks, um, they, they may share 10 people to one textbook. And then it comes to, okay, well, who's taking it home tonight to do the homework? Um, I bet their school taxes aren't like ours. <laughs> <laughs> right? <sighs> no, 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 they're not. But, um, again, you know, they pay a fee. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I mean, certainly by our standards, it would be, it's very low. But it does get them through their education. Now, secondary school from um, ninth grade to 12th, they they have to fund themselves, and um, if they don't have it, you know, they don't have the money, they can't go. If, and they also have to test into high school. If they don't reach a certain score, at least a 300 um, on their standardized tests, they're also not allowed to go wow. to high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because like, here it would be like, we have to let them go. We can't leave any child behind. Right. So right, but well. it you know it's a little bit different there. So one of the things that um, we focus on is child sponsorship, and um, I've sponsored, um, I think maybe five so far. Um, our first student. Uh, went to secondary school in 2008. He graduated in 2012. He's now married, has a family, um, has a good job. And you've actually met these people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's absolutely the, the best part of um, these trips is when, you know, you get letters and um, you follow someone, you know, just through their letters a couple times a year and writing back and forth. And then when you actually meet them, it's just it's just amazing how that bond is there. Now, um, how, like, do you, how do you sponsor? What, what do you sponsor your children through? Well, um, now, you can sponsor a child starting in in primary school, usually about second or third grade, and then continue right up and through high school, which um, currently we have um, three students that we sponsor. Um, two are in secondary school. One is in um, primary school. And it's amazing that the, the difference that this has made, especially in the primary schools, um, because it's $39 a month, like t- less than $10 a week, and it provides for the child, but also for the school. Yes. So now they can buy those textbooks. They can hire better teachers. When we come over, yeah, we help them with those projects, but it's really more relational, and we work alongside with people so that the community is then empowered. And you know what? We measure the success for that, not by what we do, like not by what we get accomplished, by, but by what the community does on its own. 
And I'd really like to invite people, um, you know, hey, I try to go every year. The, um, the one I just returned to was my fifth trip to Kenya. Um, it's a long trip. It's it's rough travel. It's, it's you know, a 15-hour flight. And then... Um, but it's so rewarding. And f- to get more information on the trips that I go on, um, they can go to parkerhill.org slash go. And there's a wealth of information on there, um, just how we work um, with people and how people can get involved. There's child sponsorship on there. Um, it's just really a great website, parkerhill.org slash go. My special guest, Mary Wood, talking about reaching outside of this country. Is a lot of people are, are, you will stand up and hold posters or talk and scream compassion. How do you show your compassion? Hmm? Don't go away. More special edition to come. To special edition. When you think of summer camp, you might not think of spending it at a racetrack. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation, however, thinks it's a wonderful way for young people to become introduced to the world of animals, especially large animals like racehorses. And it's not just from the outside, they get up close and personal. Jennifer Starr, Racing Marketing Manager for the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono, tells us about the camp that will be coming there this week. Jennifer, you are involved in so many different things, and especially when it comes to horses and the Downs, and now you've got kids. What do you have up your sleeve for next week? We are really excited because the campers are coming. Campers? Yes. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation Camp will be setting ground at the Downs starting Tuesday. And this is very exciting because the HHYF, the Harness Horse Youth Foundation, they go to different tracks throughout the summer. And they bring their little horses. They're a little bit smaller than the ones we race with. And they have a kids camp for a whole week where they teach children all about harness racing and about the care of horses and about the equipment, everything that is involved with horses. So the children arrive on a Tuesday and every day they are put to work learning and absorbing and everything about horses and harness racing. And this is very exciting for the children because some of them have never been away from home for several days. And it's a bonding experience, too. And the so way it's w- not a day camp? No, 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 no. It's oh, a whole week camp. It goes wow. from Tuesday to Saturday. So they do stay overnight. We do put them up in a local hotel, and they are chaperoned completely. The uh, Harness Horse Youth Foundation brings their own director and counselors. And believe it or not, they are roused out of bed at like 5 a.m. every morning for breakfast, and then at the stables by 6, 6.15, and they start to work. Every day they have a schedule. They will bathe the horses. They will feed them. They will learn about the equipment that they're putting on the horses to get them ready to exercise in the morning or jog. And what they'll do is they'll work with our Pocono trainers and volunteers, and they will go out on the back track in our stable area, which is behind our property. Mm-hmm. We do have a stable area. And they will go out and they will exercise the horses in the morning. We have um, the double-seated jog cart 
or the sulky where they will be accompanied by a Pocono horseman and they will go out and they will actually exercise the horses. So they learn that right from the get-go. They take them out, they go around the training track, and then they come back, they take the equipment off of them, and then they cool them down, they bathe them, they take care of them. So this goes on every day. They have lunch, lunch is provided. Then they have a quiz with the counselors. They go over, what did we do today? What equipment did you use? What is the equipment you know, used for? The anatomy of the horses, everything is covered. So the way we like to say it is, whether you have horse experience or not, this is a learning experience. And believe it or not, there are a lot of children that do register for this camp that have never worked with horses. Wow. But when they come out of this camp, they know everything there is to it. So this isn't the first year that here locally you've done this. No, we have done this for many, many years. And we like to keep it between 10 and 12 children. So it's a smaller camp. Every year at the beginning of the year, the HHYF.org puts it out on the website, accepting applications, and children from ages 12 to 14 are encouraged to apply. They have to write a little essay about why they'd like to do it, fill out the application, and then they apply. And we pay for the fee, so there's no fee involved. Oh, wow. So that's terrific about that. And then they send in their applications, and then the children are chosen the camps do fill up quickly. So we do encourage everybody, check it out like in February. Get your application in because we do set a deadline of May. And then the children are chosen for the camp. The camp fills up. And then the camp is usually in July. The camp ends on Saturday with actual races. So right before our actual post time, the children do drive in actual races on, on the track on the track right in front of spectators <laughs> with Pocono drivers and in the past they've driven with Anthony Napolitano, Eric Carlson, Jim Rohn Jr., famous names that you've heard of drivers Tommy Jackson, Simon Allard and they get in the actual race bike and they drive in races. Wow. There are three races and they're competitive. You should see how competitive they are. And then they come into the winner's circle. They get their winner's circle picture taken. And then after all the races, we have a nice little ceremony with the parents. Now, have you had children that have taken part in this come back? Absolutely. Where have they gone with, with their knowledge? Well, several of the children have actually gone on to become counselors. They've come back and become a counselor. Ellen Taylor, the director of the camp, has actually brought back some kids to become counselors and they do travel again over the summer. Several have gone on to become big names in harness racing. One I could mention is trainer Tony Alanya. He is one of the top trainers in harness racing today. He started out as a harness horse youth kid. And today, in his early 30s, he's one of the top trainers in the business, training very famous horses. As a matter of fact, his horse just competed at Pocono on Sunsteak Saturday, Stay Hungry, and he is actually in, has his horse in uh, next weekend in a big race. So, I mean, he has some big name horses across the country. Captain Treacherous is another one. And he started out as a harness kid. Wow. Absolutely. So, and you know, you don't have to go on to be a trainer or a driver. You could go into a different equine career, 
perhaps you wanted to go into the medicine part of it. I was going to say veterinarians. Exactly. Or perhaps you wanted to go into the marketing part of it or different careers in equine. There's many, many Mm -hmm. careers. So some of them, you know, when they do come to the camp, they say, well, I'm more interested in this or I'm more interested in the training part or I think I want to go into this. And and it's, it's very interesting to see where their interest lies as the week goes on. Yeah. So well it's also a good thing too because you have this romantic notion perhaps mm-hmm. of doing something and then once you get involved at 5 a.m. and realize what goes into it sometimes that's a good thing but the knowledge that you take away from it is fascinating. Absolutely. And I do run into a lot of kids that well they're grown up now and they're fans perhaps of harness racing and they say to me I wish this was around when yeah. I was a kid and I would have done this because it's just so fascinating. And, you know, the kids, they're bonding, too. Mm-hmm. They get to room with another child during the week. They get to learn about them. You know, they get to do different things other than be on their cell phones at night. And, you know, there's different activities for the week. We have bowling. We take them out bowling one night. We have a pool party for them. So they get to do different activities during the week too so it's not all work although it is a lot of hard work yeah yeah there is some play involved it's just a great experience and to see that saturday race day come around when they actually get to go in their colors which is what the driver's uniform are called they get to wear actual pocono driver's colors and when they get them on and when they feel the adrenaline rush and when they get out on the track it's it's a great experience so what if someone happens to be listening to you talking about this and they're saying wow that's something that i'd really like to get my son daughter grandson whoever involved in for next season would they be able to contact you and say you know jen i think we might like to come down and just see what happens Absolutely. I would encourage any parent that's interested, first of all, to come out and see the races Saturday the 21st. And post time is approximate 545, which will take place before our actual seven o'clock post time. So please come out and see the children race. Cheer them on. The more people that are cheering for them, I think that will really give them a, a big rush too. So come out and see the kids race. Then remember, as soon as it gets you know, through the first of the year, early February, go on to hhyf.org, and that's when they will start posting the schedule for the year. Please fill out the application for the year. The earlier, the better, because like I said, it is a May deadline. Or, you know, you could always contact me, and, you know, I will definitely even leave a, a, an email address with you mm-hmm. that if anybody does want to call you to make sure that they contact me and get the application in as soon as possible. Again, the ages are 12 to 14 and they are strict. They do have to be between those ages to be in the camp. Girls and boys, uh, a lot of time we do encourage if someone wants to be in the camp, do they have a buddy that they want to join with? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, you know, two kids do join together and that does go a long way when they do come to the camp. And there's no charge. There's no charge. We do pick up the fee for the week. For everyone. Yes, the entire camp is sponsored by the PHHA, which is the Pennsylvania Harness Horsemen's Association. For the food. And the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. For the staying, for the fun, for, for everything. For everything. Wow. Isn't it great? That is amazing. It's great. It's a It's an awesome experience. So... You know, it's it's a, a few days of fun and hard work and horses and great outdoors and learning and meeting new people. 
So it's 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 awesome. Now, is there anything that we haven't mentioned? And I would like you just to reiterate uh, the day of the race that the kids are going to be doing and when people can come down and see them that day. And also, if you have anything else that you think that you might like to add to all this. It's wonderful. <laughs> I, do, I do like to add that the Harness Horse Youth Foundation is a charitable organization. So obviously they do succeed on donations as well. And we do a lot of fundraisers for them throughout the year. Uh, with the PHHA and the Downs does a lot of fundraisers. We just had, when we had our huge eating contest with the horsemen, we raised a lot of money for them. So every now and then we do do some fundraisers for them, and they do accept donations. So we encourage if anybody ever wants to give a few dollars to it, you could go to hhyf.org, and they do have a donation button. It's going to a great cause. Mm-hmm. It's helping build a future of harness racing, of children, of the future equine careers of the Department of Agriculture. You know, there are so many careers within the state of Pennsylvania, our beautiful state of Pennsylvania. And this organization is wonderful. So again, I say, if you ever have a couple dollars, that's a great organization to donate to. And when are the kids racing? They are racing on Saturday, July 21st. Approximate post time is 5.45 p.m. And there are three races. So we usually take 15 minutes in between each race. Again, Come to the Downs. There's free self-parking. There's free admission. There's plenty of benches outside. Come and grab a bench and sit and watch the children race. Cheer them on. And parents, if you're interested, bring your kids. They could watch the kids. And maybe next year, they will be a harness kid. Awesome. Jennifer Starr, you always have something wonderful going on. Thank you so much. And thank you for coming and sharing that with us today. Absolutely. Thank you. And if you're interested in learning more about the camp for next year, you can visit Harness Horse Youth Foundation on Facebook or hhyf.org. You can also contact Jennifer Starr by emailing her at jstar at mohegansunpocono.com and you can visit their website at mohegansunpocono.com slash racing. Don't forget, the campers will be there this week week with their own racing coming up on Saturday the 21st before the regular racing at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Don't go away, more special edition to come. Welcome back to Special Edition. Everyone likes to save money, and everyone would like to eat healthier. Penn State Extension in Luzerne County offers hands-on educational classes on nutrition through its Nutrition Links program. They get out into the community and teach not only at senior centers, but even Head Start to get the kids involved in saving money and eating healthy. Carol Zuberis is a nutrition education advisor with Nutrition Links for Food, Families, and Health from Penn State Extension. She's based out of the Luzerne County office and stopped by to tell us about the program and how you can get involved. for coming by today and telling us about this program from Penn State Extension. Now, who are you gearing this program toward? 
Okay, Penn State Nutrition League's the Cooperative Extension, where I'm located at, is located in Pittston, Pennsylvania. But I cover three counties. I cover Lackawanna, Luzerne, and Wyoming County. And our primary audience is senior citizens and youth and families who meet the eligibility for SNAP-Ed, which is the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, and the FNIP program, which is Pennsylvania's Expanded Food and Nutrition Program. And we have these sites that are approved, and I reach out to them, so I teach them a nutrition class. So I've been going to senior citizen centers. Our primary audience is senior citizen centers, Head Start, Rest Care, the Hazleton One Center. I just attended and represented Penn State at the Joe Madden facility now that he's he's trying to integrate everyone in that community one center. It was a fantastic, fantastic place to be. It was there's one thing about this program, even though there are many language barriers, because I'm reaching out to as well as the Hispanic community and other Um, non-English speaking people. The one thing about this program is food brings people together. But what I do, I pass out recipes approved by Penn State, and I pass out recipes, and I don't just sit there. I bring the audience up. I show them how to cut a carrot, how to wash cans off properly, how to shop, how to budget with a PowerPoint presentation. And we just don't sit there. We get up and we move. One of our programs are called Eating Smart, Moving More. I get the senior citizens come up. We do a Penn State cheer. I get them motivated. (laughs) I do. We do the wave. I put on a polka, and we dance. We have a good time because they think they're going into a little classroom and they're going to sit there for an hour and be bored. Not with me. I get them up and moving. I do the same thing with my youth. I bring out a hula hoop and they're like, oh, what are we going to do with that? Of course, we're going to do a hula hoop because we're getting up and we're doing an activity. And when you do an activity with people, it breaks the ice. It breaks that stigma of, oh, I have to be here at this class. But these classes are so fundamental for someone who is going to work in the food industry, which is a very strong industry in our area. What I had to take and what a lot of our recipients have to take is called food safety training for Penn State University, which is the serve safe exam. Okay, it's a proctored exam and all of us have to be certified every couple of years to do that. A lot of our participants in the program who work in the food industry is mandatory that they take this exam. And one of the classes that we teach is food safety, food handling. That's why when we go to class, we bring them, uh, we teach them how to calibrate with their food with a special thermometer that we give to them. And we give them a lot of incentives uh, proper food testing, proper food storage. We use them little thermometers. We give them cookbooks, both in Spanish and in English. Little incentives. So every time you come to class, you just get a little incentive. And when you graduate after the program in four weeks, you get a fabulous gift bag. But after that, what they do, you get from Penn State Extension and Penn State University, you get a Nutrition Links Certificate of Achievement. It says for the completion of a nutrition links classes that include nutrition education, food preparation, food resource management, food safety, and meal planning. But is this something that everybody gets? Everybody gets. Everybody everybody gets this who participates in the program. So what if you're just going to go in and teach the, um, as you mentioned in the very beginning of our interview, when you were talking about the people that you talk to about making food. So is that something entirely different? No, it's still the same. We still, still have the, the same. same four series. They will get a certificate of achievement for participating in the class. And the good thing about the certificate is that they can use this on their resume if they are going for you know any kind of position in the food industry because this demonstrates that they participated in this program. And that's why it's very 
key and instrumental for our younger people that are in it that are working in the food industry because now they cross one barrier in order to get into working into their other position or taking this test because it's a very hard exam. Is there a charge? Yes, there is a charge. I don't know what it varies, but it is expensive and it depends on your employer if they'll pay for it. But yeah, you have to take the test and there's a book that you can get for it too as well online. But you know, it's mandatory right now in the food industry is to make sure you take this exam in order to get a job. So what happens if you go to, let's say, one of the senior centers? Or as you mentioned, you were were in Hazleton, and you were at the community center there just doing a program. What kind of things, and can someone call you and say, hey, Carol, I'd like to uh, bring you into my uh, senior center and talk a little bit about good nutrition for seniors who are always trying to save money and unfortunately might be cutting the wrong corners. That's absolutely what I do. A lot of times I just present a one-day workshop into a senior citizen center and to maybe a school or Head Start. Right now I was also work. I'm going to be also working into the Hazleton School District in the fall. I will be working with them in their classrooms with our program as well to reach out to our youth and families that are participating in this program. So that's a that's one of the major things that are happening this year. Yes, it's very important for us to get the word out about safety, food safety, and nutrition because we want to focus on proper hand washing. You know, that's the number one problem right now that people are not washing their hands properly enough and just have to reiterate how important that little task is that could save someone from getting very, very sick. It's just a simple bullet point processes that we do that we teach and to get through the classroom and it it's so beneficial this program has been going on for close to 40 years with Penn State so oh. it falls underneath the umbrella of the Department of Agriculture and I'm just a privileged to be part of this program now is there a charge for that aspect no. let's say the, the school district somewhere in all the counties that you serve what if they're hearing this and they find that this is something that they would like because we all took home ec. We did when we were when we were way back when. Think about this: I have I'm teaching my home ec class out on the road. Yes, so that's what I basically do. It is free to participants who meet the eligibility for this program, and it's it's a great program. That's what they want to reiterate: that the participants must reach the eligibility for the program. Okay, and. If they do, then they are more than welcome to be part of that. We can be reached on our website at extension.psu.edu or just a simple phone call to our our Luzerne County office at 570-825-1701. Now, since you've been doing this, do you have a favorite recipe that you like to share with the uh, seniors or the students or anybody that uh, that you've come across? One of our favorite recipes is a fruit smoothie. They love it because it's something really, really delicious instead of a vegetable or meat because it's something that people really don't make for themselves to get out a blender, mix all your fresh frozen or canned fruits into a blender and mix them all up or with ice and share them. And I teach them how, you know, to use the blender. A lot of our participants have never used a blender. You know, it's a scary thing if you never used a blender before. Properly put the vegetables or the fresh fruits in it. I teach them about, you know, to rinse all the sugar off fruit or that come out of the cans or well, or as well as in a bag from the grocery store that have 
have the frost off them. Get all that extra sugar off. Dry it off. Put it in the smoothie. It's such a hit with the young and old. And we can freeze it after if we have some left over. We put them in Ziploc bags and we put a straw in it and it makes like a frozen little popsicle later. Delicious. So that's, that's always... <laughs> Always, always a hit. Now, right now, we're experimenting a little bit with uh, frozen bananas. <gasps> so what we do, we don't throw away your bananas if they're they're brown or spotted. <laughs> that's the that's the best part. That's at the height of their their uh, usefulness, nutrition. <laughs> I know they're loaded with their nutrients at that time. So what you can do, you can freeze your banana. Then after you're done, put them in the blender. Add some frozen yogurt or regular yogurt couple ice cubes and there you go and it's fantastic people always like that and I always just give a little sample you know and it's just enough to please the pal and say I can do this at home you know it's great that you know, they really like, really enjoy it that sounds amazing absolutely I, and also it's hot you don't want to uh, use your stove we show them how to use an electric skillet safely uh, make a salad at home Something easy, a trail mix, just something, you know, instead of potato chips and pretzels, uh, make a corn and a corn and black bean salsa, and instead of using potato chips, cut up a portobello mushroom, cucumber, zucchini, uh, cut up a couple red peppers, green peppers, use them as an arc and scoot them all up. Because if we don't eat our fruits and vegetables, we're missing out on all those nutrients. It's going to he- help us keep our bones stronger, longer, our teeth, our skin. If you look like what you eat, that's what they say. You are what you eat. If you eat good, you're going to look good, and you're going to last a very long time on this earth. Hopefully, you know, <laughs> knock on wood, if you eat your more of it, eat more of your vegetables and fill up on the fiber, because that's what we want to do is teach people how to eat more fruits and vegetables and stretch their food dollar. Because if you fill up on junk, you're not going to be satisfied if you fill up on fruits and vegetable the volumetrics in those in those vegetables they fill you up all day long how do you feel after you eat watermelon yeah yeah it fills you up or it frozen does gra- it, it does that has the volumetrics in it carol zubris you are amazing i well, am thank you. so glad that you came by this is so much fun i'm sure that uh, p- hearing this just a couple of rest i'm starved now so I'm going to go, and maybe you can make me one of those fruit smoothies before we uh, leave here today. But again, give us the contact information for you so that we can get in touch with you, because I have a feeling that a lot of other people have... Uh, it's, it's a great program. It's wet their palate. You would never know this little secret uh, program is out there, but it is out there. It's been at Penn State, Luzerne County. I am not the only one who does this. There are several of us that have several counties throughout Pennsylvania, and you have a website. Yeah, we do have a website. Okay, here's our website. It's extension.psu.edu. And we are located, my office is located at Penn State Extension, the Luzerne County office at 16 Luzerne Avenue in West Pittston, 18643. And just give us a call at 570-825-1701. Thank you. All right. Remember, Penn State, we are teaching people how to eat better for less. Thanks again to Carol Zuberus, Nutrition Education Advisor for Penn State Extension in Luzerne County, teaching people how to eat better for less. Now we're going to hear from Intercom's Frank Andrews. He caught up with Executive Vice President Jill Murray of Lackawanna College about a new and innovative program that they're going to be starting up as well. 
Lackawanna College will be joining with Maternal and Family Health Services in giving clients of Maternal and Family Health Services an opportunity to attend the college. More details from Frank and Vice President Jill Murray. I got a note today about a program that they are starting because uh, Vice President Murray is also on the board of directors of Maternal and Family Health. And when I saw this, I said, we got to get this information out to the audience. Vice President Murray, thank you for joining us. How are you? Hi, Frank. Thank you so much for uh, having me on. This is a, a really a great honor to talk about this program, so I'm very excited. Now, you, your title is Chief Innovation Officer, and I think this is pretty innovative. <laughs> so, so tell us what this program is. Sure. I'll tell you a, a little, just a little bit of background first. You know, at Lackawanna College, all of our leadership team is, you know, encouraged to be members of local and community boards. And, you know, we not just boards of other educational institutions, but community organizations to really have an impact locally and in our own communities and the communities in which we serve uh, the various numbers of, of centers that we have and so on. And each one of us is on, um, on community boards. One of the boards that I'm on, I, I happen to be fortunate enough to be the board chair of Maternal Family Health Services. And they are an incredible organization. Betty Saxton and her team, the CEO, run a fabulous, fabulous nonprofit um, human services organization. As you said, you said it so well. They run the WIC program. They educate women and families on reproductive health. They have a nurse family partnership, cancer screening, pregnancy care. And I've been a member of that board since 2014, chair since 2016, and was so impressed by this organization, what they do every single day, that as I talked to our leadership team and our president, Mark Volk, talked to him and, and said, you know, we have to do something for some of these uh, clients of, of maternal family health. They're really looking forward to building a life for their own families and in their community. And, you know, not every one of them has had the opportunity to achieve higher education or to go to college. And so what we decided to do was in um, Luzerne and Lackawanna County, we decided to give some full scholarships to the clients of Maternal Family Health in order for them to come to Lackawanna College. Full scholarships. Full scholarship. That, that's that's incredible. I, I'm telling you, it 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 it, it warms my heart because I, I love that kind of a commitment. Because you know, we often talk about how everybody needs help, and this is the, the kind of help they need. So, how do people get involved? Apply? How do they get chosen for this? What what's the process? Well, there are clients at Maternal Family Health. They uh, we're going to be identifying some of those clients together. Um, but it's certainly, if you're in need of the services of Maternal Family Health. And once you're a client, you can then, you know, um, apply for the for the scholarship program. Please contact them. They are an incredible, incredible, incredible organization. They are uh, locally in Wilkes-Barre. Their number is one eight hundred four F O U. Sorry, F O R M F is in Frank H S. Um, one eight hundred four M F H S. They're a wonderful organization. They can help, and they do every single day. Wow, that's incredible. Now, is this for the next school year? It's for this, this coming fall and spring, and we'll do it again every year. Man, that is incredible. Uh, Jill, I, I, don't, I don't know even what to say. I just think that that is, that is great, and I'm proud to be part of the Lackawanna College team. <laughs> it's, it's, Thank you so much, Frank. And, you know, we're, we're so 
the bulk and majority of our scholarship money stays right here in our communities. We are a local institution. We serve, by and large, um, our local community. And we believe really strongly that with the power of education, we can change lives. That's what our, our mantra is. Lackawanna College is life-changing, and we certainly believe with everything that we are and everything that we do that as we begin to invest in our communities and in education, we can help not just transform lives, but transform this community as well. Well, I appreciate that. One final question. How do people get in touch with uh, Lackawanna College if they want to get involved with any part of your program? Well, of course, through our website, www.lackawanna.edu. Certainly that is the easiest and most effective way to get to us. Um, we also have uh, our local phone number, 570-961-7800. All right. Jill, thank you very much for joining us, and thanks for this great program. Thanks for the opportunity, Frank. We always appreciate it. My, my pleasure. Thanks for listening to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories. A production of Intercom Communications. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.